Hello, 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 good people. This is Danielle here at Black Healing Matters with yet another idea that will hopefully put you one step closer to your healing. And today I am continuing our series uh, called Welcome Wellness. And I want to just talk a little bit about this series. Uh, the reason I, I, I really considered doing this series in the first place is because I see so often that um, many of us black people, we are so focused on stuff. <laughs> and well, that, that doesn't may not sound profound, but uh, many of us are focused on that. We have this kind of uh, like, like money over everything and, um, you know, just grind and go hard. It's, it's kind of like always in action, always going for something, always kind of like go, go, go. And there's very, very little, if, if I, any, I haven't heard much, uh, but very little conversation about our wellness. And so I see wellness as this kind of uh, holistic sphere with you in the middle, okay, like a bubble that surrounds us. And, and that includes every aspect of our being, including our spiritual, our physical, our mental, our environment, everything that affects our day-to-day -day lives. And so my goal with this podcast is really to help us have better moments. Yes, I said better moments. Because better moments lead to better days. And better days lead to better weeks, months, years, and lifetimes, essentially. And so, when we talk about wellness, there are seven, or we're going to focus on about seven different components of wellness. Uh, there are many models. Some people say four. Some people say up to even nine, I've even heard. But I think that these, these, um, these seven are really impactful. And, and that I'm gonna, I would like to talk a little bit about how each one of these different pillars of wellness uh, can be improved in our lives. And so today I'm going to talk about the first pillar, which is social social wellness and so what is social wellness well it's about the relationships that we have with each other and the people around us especially like our families our friends our co-workers uh, anyone that we come in contact with on a regular basis and I will include with that black people in general, because we, we also see each other in a, in a very unique and special way. And so um, creating and cultivating social wellness is really about 
it's kind of like a like a bank account right and in your bank account you can make deposits and you can make withdrawals and social welfare social sorry wellness is like that um, if you're constantly making withdrawals from the society around you then obviously that you're not creating a situation of wellness and if you're constantly also uh, making deposits into the society at large and never accepting any withdrawals well then you're also out of balance and so it's finding that healthy space of not making too many withdrawals <laughs> Uh, while still contributing and depositing into the people around us. And so this is about creating harmonious relationships. And really, when I think about creating harmonious relationships within our community, which I think is huge, <laughs> that's a huge issue. Um, there's, this, you know, unfortunately, we know of the dysfunction, but the tip that I want to give today is really about how we see each other socially. And when I say we, I mean black people. How we interact with and see each other on a social level. So I'm talking about maybe black folks that you don't know, but that you may have, you know, may come in contact with in some way. And I encourage you to begin seeing other black people as also descendants of greatness. Of course, that includes yourself. Understanding that you really are a descendant of kings and queens. Yes. And that even the lowliest amongst us is also a descendant of greatness. Now they may be <laughs> in, uh, in, a, in, a, in a position that doesn't look so great, <laughs> but their lineage is the same. And so if you knew, if you didn't just consider this, if you knew that every person, every other black person you come across was a king, a queen, a princess. They came from greatness, just like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. How would you treat them? How would you treat the Rothschilds? How would you treat the Fords and the, the, the descendants of those great people? American heroes, American leaders of industry and culture. Well, I want you to apply that very same feeling, enamorment, enthusiasm, love, and care for other black people because they really are descendants of greatness. And this is, this is really tied to knowing and understanding the history, African history, not slave history. Uh, I think that there's a very deliberate effort to minimize our history to begin with American chattel slavery. And that is just not true. 
Um, I, I forgot where I heard this quote, but it was mentioned that if a book was written about African history and included all of African history, a thousand page book about African history, well, chattel, American chattel slavery wouldn't show up until like page 990, 999 or something like that. It's a very small, small part of our history. And so that knowing our, our history is also number two. That's the second tip to really improving our social wellness. Because if we see each other and understand that we are truly descendants of greatness, then how can we mistreat each other? How can we not have respect for each other? How can we not show love and at least respectful appreciation for each other? And so, yes, social wellness is obviously a huge part of Black healing. And I hope that these two tips that I've shared with you today about number one, really seeing your own people as descendants of greatness. And number two, understanding and reading and learning the history. And again, not just American history, but African history, because that's truly from which we came. All right, I hope those two tips are helpful and that this can really impact your wellness and bring better and greater levels of social wellness to you in your communities today. And on that note, love you. Thank you for listening. And as always, Black Healing Matters. Hey, Daniel. This is Ruben over at the Reflections Podcast, and I was listening into your great post, and I was thinking to myself, you know what, one of the struggles that we had to deal with, and we still uh, deal with the impact of it today, is the fact that not only did we have to struggle with um, segregation and racism and Jim Crow and discrimination, but during slavery times, we have to deal with uh, the fact that we were dehumanized, that we were looked at, as you said, like um, basically livestock. And I think that is something to keep in mind because we are struggling with the fact that when we see each other, um, no matter how much we want to emphasize the king's and queen's language, that we are still dealing with the fact that we are encountering our own people, but through the lens of these stereotypes and media and this false narrative that's been told about us, that we are not, in fact, full human beings. Hey, Daniel, Ruben again, and just want to add on as well um, to the point that you make about knowing our history. That is so true because I've encountered so many times um, just from the clergy journey and church side of things that a lot of people will say that we only became Christians and only took up the religion as a part of slavery. And, and that is a fact that religion did play a role in slavery, but people rarely take the time to investigate and go back beyond slavery and before slavery in the early, of the, the early history of the church and throughout church history to see the African origins of Christianity and the roles that we played again before slavery. So I say all that because when we go back and we look at our own history, we see a lot of contributions that we have made that would not have allowed human civilization to progress as far as it has.